0: Hello and welcome to the Suecast, episode 8. I am your host droid, Finn. And, and I am your
1: host droid, Harvizzle. Vizzle. Yes. H to the Vizzle, Y to the Lizzle, D to the Nizzle. Indeed. C to the
0: Gizzle, oh, oh, O to the You're, su- you're the such Gizzle. a wigger. You come off as a real tryhard, you know. I, I think. People aren't really impressed.
1: Well, look, at least I'm the funny one in this show, Finn. I mean, you know, That's you true. just come off as a, the square. You're, you're the square to my to my round yeah. object. I'm, I'm that's the,
0: the, the the Andy Lee to your Hamish Blake.
1: That's correct. That's an accurate
0: assessment. <laughs> All right. So yes, welcome to the Suecast. I am of course Harvey,
1: and I'm of course Finn. Yes, just in case
0: you were confused, we've got a great show of um ad lib no- nonsense lined up for you today, which is different from our regular stuff. How? Well, it's I'm just pointing that out. Just. Okay. Why do you, why you always have to undercut me?
1: Because, you know, the show needs a cynic.
0: Okay. I'm the cynic. No, I believe I'm the cynic. I think we're both the cynics. Okay. It's, it's well, just it's a depressing, dark experience. Everyone listens to it.
1: Most of the people listening, not us. We have a lot of fun with this every week.
0: Hmm. Of course we have a lot of fun. My pants are off already. Yeah,
1: so are mine. That was quick. I know. Normally we have to get into, like, at least ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, kudos. So, yeah. Uh, this week, after discussion on the Suecast, our, our chosen
1: topics—role-playing games,
0: role-playing games—
1: one of the massive staples of SueTech, and also, but I believe we shall start the uh, we shall start the podcast with a bit of a rant, as they like to say—a rant, a rant about another particular aspect of Geekdom, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Now, Doctor Who is one of the most popular shows, um, one of the most popular sci-fi shows ever. Um, massive audience, massively popular. But now, I long ago decided Doctor Who wasn't for me. I understand that people like it, and that's great for them, not for me. But there's one particular aspect of the show that I have, you know, always had to grit my teeth about, bite my tongue whenever it comes up to, you know, stop myself from screaming in
0: utter rage and horror. Can you guess how that is, Harvey? I'm guessing the fact that David Tennant doesn't once. Want- Take his kid off. Okay,
1: that is a close second. An unbelievably close second. Like, I'm, you know, Don't fault you for guessing that. But the thing I wish to rant about is Daleks. Daleks, the most archetypal and well-known bad guys of the series. And mainly, this has come up because, you know, as many of you would know Doctor Who watches, um, Daleks have come up again in the new series of Doctor Who, uh, and they have been they, they've been redone a bit. Their, their look has changed. Mm. And the internet, you know, will have a great hue and
0: cry. Including certain members of SUTEC that shall remain nameless. You know who you are. Yeah, we'll just throw a blanket over them and call them...
1: The same person.
0: Yeah. Uh, an amalgam.
1: Yes. Just one person.
0: Yes. Uh, but anyway... An insulting name for them. I don't know. Jerk. Ass faces. That's a good name. Bunch of jerk ass faces. My hat goes off
1: to you for that. But anyway, the reason I'm angry about them, you know, calling this new model of Dalek ridiculous, is that a ridiculous Dalek is what we in the medical profession refer to as a tautology. That, like, I'm sorry, but a Dalek looks like someone you know had a had a My First C-3PO kit, except it was like one of those dodgy knockoffs made by some money grubber. So the pieces were replaced by a pepper shaker an egg whisk and the old uh, voice synthesizer of a broken-down billy bass. Uh, You know, I I understand that supposedly the great terror and awe from these things comes from their omnicidal nature and their implacable um, outlook... But I'm sorry, but those things, like, well, especially the latter thing, requires a certain aesthetic presence. It requires them to actually look scary, because, you know, I mean, sure, Daleks will slowly advance towards you, muttering threats about destroying you, but, you know, so will an old lady on one of those motor scooter things.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do kind of look like an upturned giant thimble that... A retard who's obsessed with uh, steampunk is decorated. It's
1: true. So look, I'm just saying that, you know, like, I understand that, you know, for some of you Daleks are in fact scary and look cool and uh, important, but I'm sorry, the new ones don't change that much. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of nasty I feedback I haven't for seen this. the
0: redesign. What do they look like now?
1: They just they just have... The, the major uh, change appears to be a paint color, but from what I can tell, there isn't that much of a difference.
0: They changed the, the color. Yeah,
1: the color. I, I, I won't explain why, because, I don't know, some Who fans may not have seen that episode, and it's a bit of a spoiler, but there, there are reasons they've changed, but it's just the differences don't change the fact that they were ridiculous always.
0: Well... There's the theme song as well that people complain about. Like, apparently really? they changed the theme song a bit and I heard some negative comments about that, which is a bit weird because I've heard it and it sounds just like a slightly different version of exactly the same thing that it always was.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that Doctor Who has gone on for so long that the, the diehard fans are obsessed with weird minute.
0: See, that's the thing that gets me about it, right? I've, going on the one episode of Doctor Who I've seen... If there's any show that doesn't deserve a fan base that just completely obsesses over every tiny little detail and complains about things being ruined about it or that it's silly, it shouldn't be a very cheesy, low budget uh, British sci-fi show that's sometimes amusing in a corny way.
1: See, like I remember seeing another episode where this basically like half the episode was spent with this one alien and they're arguing over what its name should be. It was called the Absorbaloff, I think. Um, and yeah, basically just spend this time, the alien included, arguing over what it should be called. That's the kind of humor they're going for. Mm. I just, yeah, people seem to take it a lot more serious than it should be taken. Now, inevitably people who hear this and complain about it are going to say that I'm, or, you know, Harvey perhaps, uh, obsessed with similar, with similar things. And you know what? I actually don't care that much about the stuff I like. I mean, I love it. It's just that I don't, you know, freak out over tiny details. Like, what I'm saying is Doctor Who fans are bad people They well, should feel bad
0: I freaked out a lot Over the Star Wars prequels But in in, in my defense I think that's legitimate Because there's a big difference Between Like say Taking a Dalek And making it mildly different And maybe Taking a beloved trilogy And, and, then and turning it all into over. A, a boring Childhood molesting uh, Behemoth so, Yeah That's an accurate assessment It is Yeah It's the I don't know I hate George Lucas
1: and everything he stands for. And everything
0: he stands for.
1: You've seen fanboys, right? No, I haven't. It's a really good movie. You should watch it.
0: That's like the one where it's. It's, it's like a
1: bunch of you know. It's it's like it came out a few years after the prequels came out, and um, basically what happened was it's about a bunch of um, you know massive Star Wars fans who are uh, who like are going to the um, was it the Lucas Ranch or the whatever it is uh, to try and see the. Um, cuts of one of the pre of the first episode one sorry because like one of them has cancer Um, so they want him to see it before he dies Um, and so yeah I think it's it's a must see for anyone who felt a bit betrayed by the um, prequel trilogy. Wait,
0: do they get to the end of the first movie and it's terrible and the the guy with cancer? Okay, for anyone, it's the most depressing ending ever. Okay, for for, I tried so hard to see this movie and it sucks.
1: So for anyone who um for anyone who wants to see this movie, please you know block your ears for the next. Let's say thirty seconds because I'm about to spoil it. Basically, what happens is uh, they basically happens is like it ends with like on the opening night of episode one. And so the just crowded, everyone's in costume, and this great, you know, cheer goes up as the opening credits start. And then one of the characters turns to the others and says, Hey guys, wait a minute. What if it sucks? <laughs> and that's where it ends. <laughs> like previously, the guy who, you know, had, was going to die, had, was given a private screening of it, but he refuses to say anything about it. So, yeah, definitely see Fanboys if, if you can. It's, it's a fantastic movie. It also has Kristen Bell in it, who is smoking hot.
0: Yes. I actually recall, like, when I saw episode one when I was 12, or, well, you know, 11 or 12, I was still too young to realize just how terrible it was, but just the the well, contrast between, like, you know, I saw it on the opening day and the, you know, the scroll comes up, Star Wars, and, like, the whole crowd cheered for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> and then, like... I think the, the theatre was about half empty by wow. the time it was finished. That's impressive. And everyone just kind of slowly trudged out, except one person <laughs> clapped and they were like, sort of like shouted out a bit. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? That was shit. Stop clapping.
1: I don't think yeah. in the history of geekdom, anyone has ever been so betrayed as the fans of Star Wars with that prequel trilogy. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's almost universally despised and hated.
0: Yeah, except for the people that like Star Wars because of the prequels and thinks the original trilogy is the most boringest. That's me quoting um, those reviews. But yeah, um, the most boringest.
1: Look, see, I don't necessarily. Star m- Wars movie. I don't necessarily mind that some people like the prequel trilogy. No, you know what? Each to their is. own. But like, like for example, for, apparently it's controversial. Of the original trilogy, my favorite was Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah, that's the worst one of the original trilogy. But see, I disagree. Their... I
1: personally didn't like, what was it, Empire Strikes Back? Mainly because, it's like... so great. Okay, look, see,
0: It's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. But the thing I is, that,
1: like, the big reveal, everyone knows the big reveal, whether or not they've seen it, and then once you cut that out, it's kind of boring. No, it's not boring.
0: It's so... Ugh. And like, everyone... It's great and character-driven and intense, and It's fantastic.
1: But I just, you know, personally, personally, I found Return of the Jedi more interesting.
0: Nah, the, nah, Han Solo's character kind of takes like a downward turn. He's way less interesting. In but I mean, of the Jedi.
1: everyone considers like there's supposed to be this great acting moment where you know Han is being fro, about to be frozen in carbonite, and Leia says "I love you," and Han's like "I know," and like apparently that's such a great thing as he ad libbed it. And it's like it wasn't even. I don't see what was so great about it. It's great. Maybe you can tell me.
0: Because, alright, the original line was, I love you, I love you too. That's kind of boring, but it's How like... How is I know any better? Because it's just so perfect for the character. Like, even at that, like, very moment near the end, he's still too much of a cock. Still too much of a scoundrel to just say "I love you" back. He's gonna yeah, say it "I know." It
1: doesn't surprise like a, me. That's
0: it, so cool. It doesn't
1: surprise me that Han is your favorite character. of The series. No,
0: Darth Vader is my favorite character, but like Han is pretty awesome Yeah.
1: Huh, that's interesting.
0: Although it, his kind taken like taking a battering because of um, well, yeah, because of the prequel trilogy. Hayden Christensen, yeah, the antichrist of acting.
1: Like, see, Hayden Christensen isn't necessarily a terrible actor. It's just that he had to do the first three movies, or the first, sorry, the last two movies, You know what I mean, episode 2 and 3, entirely, like, and all the actors had to do this in front of a blue screen. It's like, you aren't trained to do that as an actor. It's like, okay, so you're in this massive metropolitan of wonder. There's all this shit flying around and massive buildings and, you know, there's there's 20 foot tall aliens walking past you. Look Look up at him in awe. No, higher. No, more on your face. Can you, can you see that? Yeah,
0: I can see that. But by the same token, like, you and McGregor wasn't so excruciatingly bad. You wanted to punch the screen.
1: Okay, that's true.
0: Like, Natalie Portman was all right. Oh, uh, Natalie Except, like, you're breaking my heart! Yeah. No, I laughed because it was so deliciously cheesy. Uh, I, everyone laughed for the wrong reasons at Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's it's uh, sort
1: of like they laughed at it for the same reason they laughed at Wicker Man. The Wicker <laughs> Man is comedy gold. Comedy
0: gold. How to get burned.
1: How to get burned! (laughs) There's bees all over my eyes. Uh, Step away from the bike, Harvey.
0: (laughs) Nicolas Cage needs to be in every movie.
1: He does. I want to see a movie where Nicolas Cage plays every character.
0: Speaking of which, Nicolas Cage is an upcoming Nicolas Cage film called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, where he plays like a wise wizard in modern day New York that, that sounds brilliant yeah, so he's is like he actually, a mentor character is he actually a wizard or is yeah, he just he's like a, sorcerer, a senile
1: yeah. old guy
0: no no he's a sorcerer like he's but a is he like, is guidance he, character
1: but, but is he like Nicolas Cage in his you know more recent movies like Kick-Ass and the other one you were telling me about where he's like Bad cop, Lieutenant yeah Bad Autumn Lieutenant where Call, he's like a, a cop fueled on cocaine yeah
0: a high functioning cocaine addict that movie was fantastic <laughs> No, um, I think he's just sort of maybe a more stereotypical character, but with like a, a Nicolas Cage bent. Where like, if you're ever going to make a movie where the main character needs to be kind of deranged and just like...
1: Nicolas Cage.
0: Yeah, take everything to the limit, like with every second of the film. Like, every time he has to get angry, it's not just regular angry, he has to scream.
1: <laughs> that's like, you shake his head around, yeah, froth head. at the mouth a bit. Yeah,
0: that's who you need in your movie. See the problem. He's a the, the,
1: the, that's what well, you know. That's what upset me about Ghost Rider and how terrible that was. It just you know he didn't bring the energy he normally brings to films. Oh, command the yeah. fire spirit. Yeah,
0: yeah, the other side of his acting isn't as interesting. The
1: oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, I'm Nicholas <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I want a
0: muffin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love muffins.
1: But he does love muffins.
0: Oh, that bitch goes crazy for muffins.
1: <laughs> Maybe, you know, he isn't, he isn't, like, a high-functioning cocaine addict. He's a high-functioning muffin addict. was <laughs> like, the... turned out of his mind on, like, blueberry.
0: In the, yeah, the commentary for um, Bad Lieutenant, I think, like, every scene you go, yeah, I just, like, this scene where I'm meant to be acting really wired and upset, like, I, I had a muffin before <laughs> I started shooting, and that's where I got the energy from, it was... Double chocolate. I love, that's my favorite flavor.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, you're a national treasure.
0: anyways in the film national yeah, treasure. Yeah. You see what I did there? High five. High five. <claps> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Finally, having you as a co-host has paid off.
1: It's true. All these episodes, and that has been painful for you the rest of the time. Yeah. Eh. If you had to like, if you had to rate the pain out of like, I don't know. Uh, uh, slashes to the wrist. How many slashes to the wrist would, would you have? With me being your co-host.
0: I'm going to go with three slashes out of five. Okay.
1: That, that's a fair assessment, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: What are we supposed to be talking about role-playing games at some point? We'll, we'll get
0: there. How about yeah, the, the Nicholas Cage role-playing game?
1: That would be the greatest role-playing game. So, how would that work Would like everyone play Nicolas Cage?
0: Yeah, that's be really like Nicolas Cage characters from various movies. Or
1: maybe be like the Buffy role-playing game, where one character is Nicolas Cage, and everyone is a sort of assortment of characters around Nicolas Cage, caught up in his own crazy world. Like you know, Nick- Nicolas Cage is a scriptwriter.
0: It was. It was in a movie. The scriptwriter. Really. Adaptation. Yeah. Was it? Was it any good? Yeah, it's like one of the. It's fantastic. It's really good. I love it.
1: Just, you know, as a serious film or as a Nicolas Cage? It's a serious Bouncing movie. off the wall film. Yeah, it's a
0: serious movie. Like, it's... Um, yeah, Adaptation is a Charlie Kaufman movie. He also wrote um, Being John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And That's pretty cool. It's a movie about... Nicolas Cage plays a guy who's trying to adapt a book, which is impossible to adapt into a film. Mm. So this, the film itself is like the screenplay that he's writing within the film so it's like complex and meta shit so i really like it yeah that's great trippy yeah and he plays himself and his ridiculously brash um twin brother as well and his twin brothers like this critique of screenwriters who write terrible you know hollywood pot by pot boilers like formulate crime movies and stuff so
1: I should watch that.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious.
1: We should, like... Sutek should have a Nicolas Cage screening night. Yes. You totally could, like... You you should show some, like, vaguely geeky Nicolas Cage movies. Not Ghost Rider, but, like, Kick-Ass and something else.
0: Yeah, followed by... Yeah, Con Air. Con Air, Followed yeah. by Nicolas Cage Freeform, where... Yes. Like, one person's Nicolas Cage from Con Air. One person's Nicolas
1: Cage from The Wicker Man. Yeah,
0: Wicker Man. Adaptation.
1: Uh, Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Ford of Call of New Orleans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And kick ass. Yeah,
1: that would be the greatest role playing game yeah. ever.
0: Actually I wanna I wanna be did I wanna take dids right now on Nicolas Cage from leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> I just wanna lie there and drink myself to death.
1: I don't know, maybe I, I think I'd play Nicholas Cage from like Lord of War and <laughs> like you know, I'll talk about how there's a guy with a golden gun and you know, it's just there and no one ever speaks about it. And I was like knows that guy has a golden gun? Did Joe Love's crappy movies, please don't sue me.
0: Yeah, I like Lord of It's good. Did you? Yeah.
1: What was your favourite bit? It's like the golden gun? that shoots I... diamonds or antique furniture? Or like Mona Lisa uh, forgeries?
0: No, I think the best part was at the end where he like tricks Sean Bean into thinking that they hadn't found the treasure room, but actually they did.
1: <laughs> you know what? That was my favourite bit too, now that i think about it. <laughs> Actually, I don't, know, I don't know if I like that more, or the bit where he like you know wears a bear costume and then punches a high priestess in the face.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe the part where he snorts cocaine off Elizabeth shoes back. Yeah, that was pretty
1: good. Or like the bit where he's you know burning alive. That was pretty cool. Actually, wait—that's two different Nicolas Cage movies.
0: Really? Yeah. Anyway. So yes, RPGs. RPGs. Getting back on track. Woo! Um,
1: where should we start?
0: Where should we start? Well, you're the, the RPG expert. right? I am As the part. RPG I, I'm, expert. I'm the neophyte.
1: Well, okay, actually... we'll, ha- we'll start with your experiences. What are your experiences with role-playing games?
0: Not entirely positive. Really? I, I've never really particularly enjoyed playing RPGs. You've only
1: played D&D, haven't
0: you? i played D&D and Vampire Requiem a bit. and
1: See, I don't know. you're almost guaranteed for those to be like the first two games that you play like RPGs, see D&D and Vampire, and World of Darkness in general, uh, are basically the the PC and the Mac, sorry, like the the Windows and the Mac of the role-playing world. You know, like D&D with the whole controls most of the market share, is kind of maligned by the people who don't use it, Um, pretty utilitarian and easy to fiddle around with, whereas Mac, Mac is the one with indie pretensions, sorry, not Mac, Blair. I'm using an analogy here. World of Darkness is the one that likes to pretend it's the indie company, hip new one that everyone loves, and turns out it's just another man. Oh, and it was also characterized by a fairly pretentious and douchebaggery, um, douchebaggy, sorry, fan base.
0: Yeah. I think some of the other problems I've had is I've, I've always played with people who struggle to, like, I kind of think that if you're going to be playing a a game which is about storytelling, the people should, you know, try and stay in character. I agree. And talk like the characters. And, like, if you've ever met any of the people I've played with, like, everyone knows Charles.
1: Yes, everyone does know Charles. I don't
0: want to slander Charles, but... But you're going to. He kind of doesn't stay in character the the, the times I've played with him. Mm. Like, here's an example. Once, you know, we're playing, we're in my bedroom, and, like, I'm I'm a I'm a level 13 wizard and he's a level 12 female elf rogue apparently very sexy and I say to him, "Ooh yeah, baby. I'm going to fire some charges from my wand into your portable hole." And he just he won't play along. He won't stay in character. There's no give and take. He just replies, "What are you what are you, what are you saying? What the hell is this? Charles, like, you're
1: a disappointment yeah, to us all."
0: Oh, I'm going to stick my stuff into your bag of holding. Oh, yeah.
1: So you're that player. Maybe Charles is that other player. I'm an awesome player. Are you, really? Yeah.
0: I'm going to stick my greatsword into your holy avenger. Holy avenger.
1: Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. I'm not sure whether or not I approve yet.
0: Well, that's... You don't approve of two gentlemen crossing swords? That's a bit, like, close-minded of you there, Finn.
1: Yeah, I'm a traditionalist, what can I say?
0: appear, so. But yes, I, I don't know, I've always found with d d it's always more fun in theory than in execution. Like, I
1: think a lot of role-playing games are kind of that. You sort of have these great ideas of what they're going to be and then they turn out kind of lackluster.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, the most fun I always have is like actually making the character.
1: Yeah, making a character. I think a game, a game needs a good character creation system because that's half the fun. Making someone, coming up with their story and what the hell they're doing, you know, working out what cool tricks they can do. I think you sort of before you make up your mind with a role playing, you have to try different systems because you know different things work for different people. Um, you know, D and D's for the crowd who love fantasy and also like fiddling around the mechanics. World of Darkness is for people who love sort of the dark social stuff, um, but also are fans of traditional like horror. If you aren't really into like rules, then you should play something like I don't know, Rhesus or uh, maybe even freeforming. Freeforming is really cool. and when done correctly. It's a bit intensive to like work out there.
0: I like D twenty Star Wars. D twenty Star Wars. It's probably not yeah? surprising.
1: No, it isn't surprising. But yeah, D twenty Star Wars is pretty pop. I've never actually played it though. I've like got the books and I've read them. But I've never played it. I've got a lot of books I haven't read. I'm oh, sorry, that I haven't played. I've read them all.
0: Yeah, I like um, you know, creating really original characters in Star Wars like um Dan Soho was my favourite character. It was this um rogue smuggler who's it who was kind of cocky, arrogant brash. Had a bit of a way with the ladies, especially the ones who were kind of a bit frigid and argumentative, like closed off, hoity-toity. I don't know where I'm going yeah. with this. Well,
1: it's like, no, it reminds me of this other character I made, a Duke Pie Stalker, who is like, you know, this this guy, this young kid in a backwater planet, uh, who discovered his latent Jedi powers with the help of, you know, this old guy who happened to live. Uh, you know, just a couple of towns over, and went on to uh, battle his father, who you know was a secret Sith apprentice. Yeah, shit was badass.
0: Yeah, actually, my best character overall role was um, Billy D. Williams. Guess,
1: but... <laughs> oh no, I like that. That's that's good. Billy D. Billy D. Billy D. Oh, before I forget, we should probably use this. Uh, we should probably use this time to mention, to plug, if you will, um, the RPG classifieds that our, um, that our newsletter provides. Um, basically, if you're a GM or a player and you're seeking either players for a campaign, uh, da, 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 what
0: that's no good. I mean, that's no good. Look, the the thing that I always makes me laugh about that thing at the bottom of the newsletter is like the Sutek personals thing. <laughs> it kind of seems like a a sex ad in the newspaper? The
1: well, top. yeah, because it's called Classifieds. Yeah, so, and that's what I thought as well. So
0: here's what we gotta do. We, we're going to do. We're going to make the same announcement that you, you were just making. One of us has to do porno music, and the other one has to do like a sultry voice. You want to do the porno music?
1: All right. Are you a role player looking for a good time?
0: Check out the Tech
1: newsletter.
0: RPG Matchmaking. Oh, yeah you'll find DMs that can take you deeper into the dungeon and make you fight harder and harder and harder dragons. Well,
1: that was fun. (laughs) Yeah, I liked it. We should make this a regular thing.
0: I think we should, yeah. That was cool.
1: But anyway... In all seriousness, send an email to sutek at info with a one or two-sentence description of the campaign you're running, and the good folks in the committee will send it out with the um, newsletter every week. Just, you know, FYI.
0: Yes, because I think it's been there every week and no one's actually used it yet. So. No,
1: like, I, I recommended it to some guy, because uh, he was, you know, complaining on the forums how no one was responding to his game. And it's like, look, you're only... Reaching a small percentage of our actual member base, Hmm. you should, you know, expand.
0: Yeah, you got to widen the net. You got to. uh, There's this old um, Chinese proverb: "You have to cast three hundred hooks to catch a single fish."
1: Is that an actual proverb? We just make that up.
0: It was a Confucius thing.
1: How does Peter feel about this particular proverb? Peter. Peter. P E T A. I. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Oh, those guys. Yeah.
0: They're whacked in the head. They
1: sure are. Uh,
0: um, Did you see the whole oh, scene? It kittens? was like an, an adaptation of the original saying, which was, sometimes you must lob an uh, explosive in the water to catch a fish. Is, uh, that, that's, that seems a bit cruel. But then
1: you catch me, yeah, you catch many fish.
0: Yes, you do. Like, you
1: know, you, I think you'd have far more success, exponentially more success with explosives than with fishing lines.
0: Probably. Let's test that.
1: Maybe we should. Fishing trip. Yeah. Bro
0: bonding. Woo! We're going to spend the whole time not looking at each other and talking.
1: It'll be right. That's what male
0: bonding is all about. But not talking much either. No. Also right. like be like... Pleasantries.
1: Yeah. We'll be like, weather's nice.
0: Yeah. Can you pass a beer?
1: Sure.
0: No, that's your beer. Oh. The, light, the light beers. All oh, right, you, yeah. you drink light beer.
1: No, I don't drink light beer. You're also
0: wearing a blouse. This <laughs> has been the best bonding trip ever.
1: I agree. See, that that's an excerpt from one of our previous fishing trips. Yep. Uh, stay tuned for our experiences in Finn and Harvey's Fishing Trips 2010.
0: I I caught a whiting... A whiting. That's a fish, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I caught. You can catch this in rivers, right? I caught a plethora of whiting. I caught uh, some some bass. There was whiting everywhere in that bitch. I had whiting salad later that night.
1: It was some pine nuts and, and spinach leaves.
0: Pine nuts or like pine kernels.
1: No, no, pi- what the fuck? Pine nuts.
0: <laughs> What's a pine nut? Pine
1: the nuts, you like you can have in some kinds of salads. Unless you're pine cones.
0: I, 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 all right. Do you eat
1: pine cones, Harvey? Is that no, where this is going? I
0: just have kind of a very limited, closed minded experience. diet. Yeah, like, I think at least half of what I eat is probably, like, potato chips.
1: Potato chips are pretty good.
0: Not, like, from a packet, like, chip chips, pot chips.
1: Oh, right. Okay, that's better.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like a. Freak or anything. I like to take care of myself. You do. So I'm like I'm like an Irishman. I eat a lot of potato. You do. Yeah.
1: And you like you know start fights with Protestants.
0: Yep. Drinking. Um, referring to my wife as Moira, irrespective of what her actual name is. Oh, Moira. Oh, I love you. Okay. Give us a kiss. Give us a kiss. Kiss me, I'm Irish.
1: Oh, I should die.
0: tee 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 tee. Ah, uh, what well,
1: a respectful betrayal of the Irish people.
0: It sure was. Nuanced and sensitive.
1: I agree. I think it was the best portrayal ever, if anything. Well-rounded. Yeah.
0: Pers- uh, I quite liked my portrayal of, of um, sex-crazy wizard in Charles's last campaign.
1: <laughs>
0: I, well, that, that was probably,
1: uh, that was probably he- far more accurate.
0: But he um, phoned in his performance as politely disinterested female rogue, I think. It was kind of crap.
1: That's a shame. So yeah, don't you hate it when people uh, just aren't committed to role-playing at the table? Yes. If you do, give us a call. Or write in. Or write in.
0: Yeah, there's a possible topic for feedback. Yeah. Interesting role-playing stories. I want to see if there has ever been one
1: nailed it <laughs> nice no i can think of one one involving brazilian death squads this is this is a thing that actually happened like basically some guy in brazil was you know running a role playing game and this like group these like big heavy set dudes from one of the death squads like to roam brazil just like shows up and you know asks some guy to run a role playing game for them and so he does and like in the middle of it they're like getting drunk and occasionally like taking Prostitutes in the bathrooms, have sex with them, and nice. eventually, like the whole thing just ends in some ma- like in the game ends in a massive fight because they wondered who was going to win the game. But yeah, Brazilian Death Squads, your role playing game,
0: that's uh, sort of role playing game without Brazilian Death Squads. I
1: agree. Every every game without a Brazilian Death Squads can hardly call itself a game. It's more like I don't know, Candyland mixed with really amateur acting. What are you laughing at, Harvey? What's so
0: funny. What well, you just said. Some, really? Yeah, sometimes you say things that are funny. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm touched. Well, you should be. Good. I, I value your friendship. Aww. I think it's time to hug it out. Let's hug it Let's out. Let's hug page, it out. Sure. It's good. Let's see how we like, you know, noisy we can Well, practice. Finn has a lot of Andrew. I'm a what? What? Friends forever!
1: Woo! High five. Uh, now I feel violated.
0: You should. This is
1: the kind of contact we don't get on the fishing trips, by the way
0: yeah well the the fishing trips are about reaffirming our masculinity you know um exactly. our, our, our macho side. These podcasts are about our feminine side and sometimes our um appalling offensive side well mostly about the appalling
1: offensive side look, if we didn't do this now, we'd just be doing it to everyone in real life and you've seen how what we can be like in real life, so you know how much we need this. We imagine do. if we didn't have this. Catharsis.
0: I'd probably still act exactly the same all the time. Yeah, probably. So There's, there's not really a filter on the things I say.
1: <laughs> Just don't think about them before you say them. Yeah.
0: The amount of times I've, like, I don't, calling it getting in trouble is the wrong word, but the amount of times I've been maybe browbeat a bit saying the word cunt in class <laughs> is, you know, getting a bit beyond the pale. Because I don't think they can, like, eject you from a class for saying it, especially when it just slips out of your mouth.
1: Can't they? What if you do it, like, multiple times?
0: Well, I don't, I don't call anyone a cunt. It's like someone asked for my opinion on, you know, a case, and I'm like, one time I just, you know, I studied law. And I study don't think, law. Yeah, I don't think I was asked for an opinion on a case or something, but we were, like, doing some sort of exercise where we, <coughs> um, you know, presented conflicting viewpoints, and I s- suggested once that the made-up company involved in the thing we were discussing and said they've been a bit of a cunt to their employees, let's be honest. They've cunted it off.
1: (laughs) Massive verbiage there.
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't like that word. I got a lot of shock reactions.
1: See, I like cunted better than cunt. Cunt.
0: Uh, I I I, don't know, it takes it to the edge off. I think at least 50% of people, in my experience, do not like hearing and will not say the word cunt. So we might have just alienated half... Or I might have just alienated half... <laughs> yeah, I'm hour. not
1: taking any... I'm half,
0: not, half, half I'm not audience. taking any
1: responsibility for your cunt-ups. I oh, wait, shit.
0: We don't need those guys anyway. They're no. cunts. Yeah. They're fucking cunts.
1: Aw, oh, got a little bogan up in this bitch.
0: It's hard to swear for an extended period of time without starting to talk like a bogan. I just, I just sort of gradually slip into it, like I'm saying. Devolve. Yeah, fuck me, this fucking cunty fuck is a bit of a shit fuck, cunt fuck and then like that was an impressive on from, that, was, that was an barrage like, uh, cunt, fuck, cunt fuck fuck shit fuck cunt, cunt fuck shit cunt, fuck, shit, cunt,
1: cunt. a shit deluge <laughs> of expletives yeah yep yeah, yeah fucking cunt I'll stop now <laughs> so on that note I think we're, we're done for today <laughs> thank you all for listening and I hope we haven't just you know lost our entire listener base what between mm-hmm bagging out one of the most popular sci-fi shows of all time and
0: mocking role-playing games a bit
1: mocking role-playing is a bit and also the the stream of, of foul filthy language mm-hmm. um if you haven't or if maybe you have and you'd like to complain about it please you know drop us a line on the forums or comment on um a comment on the itunes page send us an email it's podcast that's it just do it
0: yep I think that's all we got time for this week. Finn and I uh, off to role play. Yes. Finn shall be the janitor, and I shall be the janitor's wife.
1: I thought I was gonna be the I was gonna be the Nazi soldier, and you were gonna be the defenseless French milkmaid.
0: Well, I like that. I like that. <laughs> No, but I like Change that, of Plan. No, well, alright, well we'll be the janitor and the janitor's wife, and things are getting a bit stale in our relationship, so, so we the janitor spice and the janitor's wife spicing it up by role playing. Man, this is as, awesome. Yeah, German milkmaid, sorry. French milkmaid. French
1: milkmaid, Nazi soldier. Nazi
0: soldier. It's good.